0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or wanna check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Podcast listeners, welcome to the 6-figure photography podcast. I just literally fist pumped my 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 hand into the air as I as I declared that greeting. I am so glad that you are listening today. Oh, it is a good day. This is like one of the things that I love to do, listeners, is when I'm on my way into the photography studio, every now and then I just I get this energy in me and I look, I will declare this is a good day. I'll even text my wife. I'm like, today I'm declaring this is a good day, babe. I'll text my wife that. And so today I'm declaring that this is a damn good episode. You guys, the entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. That's what I'm up to. And I have an amazing guest today. The reason I'm really excited about her actually is because I'm not excited per se about the topic, which makes me excited about it. Let, let me break. A little, I feel like Deidre is listening to this being like, that is a terrible intro. Let me explain. I'm going to be talking about something that I, I feel like I've got a lot of judgments about that, that to be quite honest, I don't really understand. And yet it is so powerful. It is so beneficial for small business growth all over the country. It's like the, the person, and I used to be this way too, even about Facebook ads, right? You're like, ah, grumble, grumble, Facebook ads, they don't really work. And to be honest, it's more so that maybe I just didn't understand them. I didn't know what to do with them. And so today we're going to be talking about this thing called SEM, and I'm going to leave it at that. We'll unpack what that is in a second. We're going to be talking about SEM, why I've been a little, you know, uh, salty about it. And I'm excited to see what transformation I even come to uh, terms with uh, in talking to Deirdre. Deirdre. Gusto makes payroll taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um they make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. And so you guys, I got Deirdre Andrews here with me today. She is a digital marketing strategist with 15 years of overall marketing experience. By the way, this is why I'm excited about it because I'm just like some photographer who like tried this SEM thing once and then it didn't work and then I like moved on. This is why I'm excited to have her. She's been involved in this for 15 years through her career. She's managed uh, millions of dollars across platforms like Google, Facebook, Instagram, right? Uh, she is a, uh, as a lead strategist with a full service ad agency. She's designed campaigns, uh, across brands like Microsoft and Porsche and Audi. Like, okay, we're talking now we're talking, but here's the deal. Now she's really dispassionate. passionate, like the most fulfilling campaigns that Deirdre is involved with are for the small service-based business, right? The creative entrepreneur, maybe even, right? Like that, that's me. This is where her heart is. This is where her passion is. Uh, and I'm excited to dig in and chat with Deirdre Andrews. Deirdre, how are you doing?
1: I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much for that warm Welcome.
0: Yeah. I feel like I start like, I kind of like tailspin, I nosedive the topic at the beginning of the intro. Like, we're going to talk about something that I don't care about. And then I pulled it back up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I had you on the edge of your seat. Deirdre, I want to, I've already introduced today's topic as SEM. And I won't even lie, like even SEM, I had to pull up Google to Google SEM. Like, what, what is this exactly? And do you want to explain to the listeners what SEM is?
1: Yeah. So SEM stands for Search Engine Marketing. Now, a lot of people confuse this with SEO. Um, SEO is very much a buzz term right now. Everybody's talking about trying to improve their search engine rank, but SEM is not that. It's when you take advantage of the search on platforms like Google or Bing or Yahoo, you take advantage of that search and you target those people with paid ads.
0: Got it. So let's talk about some of the things that are qualified as SEM. Because you're right, I'm very familiar with SEO, right? But so with SEM, is would you put something like Facebook ads? into the category of SEM or is it really only in relationship to let's say a search engine like Google or Bing?
1: It's very much focused on search engines. So for those of you who are very familiar with Facebook advertising, you'll notice that they are introducing a new search placement so that your display ad can show up when people are searching for things. But the thing that makes Google or Bing or Yahoo, the search engine marketing, the things that makes it so different Than Facebook is that you're actually targeting people based on keywords or key phrases that they're searching for, and you're serving them a text ad that's relevant to what they're looking up.
0: Okay, I got. I always am curious. Like I, I meet people that you know they they do things like. Well, I guess that I pretty much I'm curious. Anytime I meet someone who does anything outside of what I'm immediately interested, in, I'm like, "How are you? Like, why are you the way that you are, Deirdre? Like, how did you fall into this? You know?" And even uh, even working with companies like Porsche and Audi and Microsoft, um, how did you end up moving into a space where you're working with search engine marketing for companies of that scale? What was that like when you're dealing? I mean, you're dealing with huge budgets, yeah, you know? and so. Um, Tell me about how you first even got involved with working with those large brands.
1: Um, Well, I'm from Ottawa, Canada, which is a very tech-centered city. So basically for me, all of the jobs available to me when I graduated from school were in software. So I ended up working uh, with a software company, specifically trying to sell software like Microsoft, Adobe, Creative Suite, National Instruments. We were trying to increase Sales of these software products through e commerce, um, through sales online. And that's really when I got into learning Google ads and search engine marketing because I had a fantastic boss at the time who was very supportive of continuing education. And he said to me, You know, Deirdre, we have to do this for our clients. You know, this is the new thing, this is where it's at. So I need you to learn how to do this. And I did. Uh, He supported me through a lot of coursework that I did to get really good at using Google Ads. And that's kind of where it all started. And from there, I learned that uh, Google Ads is a fantastic platform to get your product out there for the people who are looking for it.
0: So when you started dealing with these high um, high budgets with ads. And and then kind of juxtaposing that with your family-owned business. You've got a dance studio there in town. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. The dance studio is owned by my brother and his wife.
0: I love that. So, And you're working with them within their Google ad placement. Uh, is that correct?
1: Yeah. I manage all of their online marketing platforms.
0: I love it. So what are some of the differences when you're dealing with uh, and this is out of curiosity, you know, like sometimes I, I wonder, you know, like whenever I run a Facebook ad or something along those lines or in the situation, you know, like a Google AdWord, like, and I'm playing with these numbers that are like $10 a day and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> how long do I really want to run this thing for? I just out of curiosity, like what are some of these companies actually like pushing through in regards to like dollars through their ad spend?
1: Oh Lord, tens of thousands of dollars a month for these big brands. Um, You know, they go all in when they when we can show them that something is going to get them results. They go all in with their budget. Um, And of course, that's very different for small companies. Like you said, even putting ten dollars a day into paid traffic is really scary uh, when you're a small business, when you don't have a ton of money and when you're not even really sure what you're going to get out of it.
0: Is there, is it a matter of like, is it scale or are there different strategies if, you know, for us as the small business owner, are there different strategies that we should be taking with something like SEM, uh, that, that, um, are unique to being a service-based business are unique to being smaller in size. Um, you know, like, yeah. Are there different strategies or is it just a matter of like, Hey, it's the same strategies, crank up the numbers.
1: Um, it, it's not exactly the same strategy. I mean, to begin with, if you're a small business, you're really only going to be targeting local traffic. Um, you know, with some of these big hmm. brands, we ran campaigns, um, nationally and internationally. Um, So, when you're running campaigns across the country or into other countries, there's definitely a lot of research involved into uh, how to speak to other cultures. Um, When you're a small business, that's not really something you need to worry about too much unless that is your niche. But, you know, a small business, you're really focusing very much on the local traffic around you and thinking about just who is your ideal customer and doing whatever it is you can to make sure that the ad that you're serving them is very, very relevant to what that person is searching for and what they need in that moment.
0: It's awesome. I want to dig in on some of the differences between Google AdWords and something like Facebook and Instagram ads. You know, I think one of the powerful things that we hear a lot about Facebook and Instagram ads is that ability to be so um, uh, hyper focused in your targeting, right? To even what you brought up, being able to target local, target based off of interests, you get to place that right in front of uh, the people who you know are your dream clients. Now I don't know. Again, this is I don't. I really don't know, Deirdre, about Google AdWords and what you can get into. But is that is that a difference there, or can you get into that same type of targeting and really get um, making sure that your message is in front of your local audience based on their interests? What are the differences between? This?
1: Well, Google does have um, a display network option. So if you want to do something similar to Facebook advertising and serve a visual ad to people based on, you know, their demographics or their interests or their on-site online behavior, you can definitely do that through Google's display network. But when we're talking about search engine marketing, you're serving them a text ad within their search results. And that's that's really different than Facebook. Um, so if we just take a step back here a moment, um, I was actually listening to a, another episode of your podcast with Chip Desard on generating leads through Facebook ads. It, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I really loved um, how enthusiastic he was about that topic. He is a great guest. <laughs> but he said something that really stood out to me he said that he decided to give Facebook a try because he saw that his customers were on there. He he knew that that's where his ideal customer was hanging out and that was a great way to reach them. But what a lot of people don't really think about, cause it's not quite so visual is that your ideal customers are on Google too. I mean, it's probably not quite as obvious because you're not seeing them. You're not looking at their behavior or what they're liking or what they're posting, but
0: Yeah, their profile. But pretty
1: much anybody who has access to a laptop or a smartphone, if they need information about something, they're going to Google it. I mean, how many times do you Google something a day? You said you just Googled SEM because you didn't know what it was. Exactly. So just to give you an idea of how absolutely massive that potential reaches, there's something like 3.5 billion Google searches per day, right? And out of all of the available search engines across Canada, United States, United Kingdom, Google is the one that dominates. Like They have more than 90% of the search engine market. So, I mean, if you want to be found, you got to be on Google.
0: So is Google then, um, based off of their own algorithm, already going to be targeting um your messaging to a local audience? Is that essentially like uh, baked into it? Does that you make sense? You can
1: target people, of course, um, by their location. So if you are a local business owner and let's say you have a brick and mortar store um, or a studio where you want to get walk ins, you can target a radius around your studio. Or, you know, you can also target people uh, across an entire city or across an entire state. But the key difference here on Facebook, you know, you're targeting people based on their interests, based on their demographics, uh, based on their behavior on Facebook. With search engine marketing, you're you're targeting them based on what they are searching for. So you bid on a keyword or a key phrase. So like if you're a wedding photographer and... You want to look, you want to target people who are searching for wedding photographers. You would bid on, you know, let's say uh, wedding photographers in Toronto as your keyword. And anybody who is searching for wedding photographers in Toronto has the opportunity now to see your ad and see your business.
0: This makes sense. So help, help correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to take a stab at um, restating what you just did, just to make sure that I understand it, Deirdre. So it sounds like what you're saying is that with Facebook ads in general, this isn't an all-encompassing thing, but with Facebook and Instagram ads, you're putting out content out there to people who are likely to be interested in it. It's it's the brand awareness. You're able to put something in front of people based off of, again, what you're anticipating they would click on or like or enjoy or want to see with Google ads with SEM, you're going to be putting something in front of someone who is directly already seeking it yes. out. Right. Yes, is that definitely. accurate? love that. And they kind of, they, they play off each other, right? It's like they're intertwined to this, to this. No, actually Deirdre, can I, can I share a quick story that, that actually, I, you know, it's like, I see the, perf- like the, um the, the duo working really well together. So Deirdre, today I am sporting with, uh, on my hips here, a brand new bum bag. Most of the audience will probably identify this as a fanny pack. Now, (laughs) (laughs) the reason I'm sharing this information with you isn't so you can all make fun of me. But it's because I did a direct Google search for um, best bum bag brands. And I did. I did a direct Google search for it. And I um, I found a Hunter one. Uh, there was a whole bunch of ones. But I found a Hunter one. I clicked on the website. It was great. Um, but then I actually, I actually went to go buy it from their site. And I got some sort of uh, credit card error or something, some sort of error on my phone. What I'm getting is fast forward a week later and... I got a ins. Uh, I'm sorry, a Facebook ad for the Hunter bum bag that I currently am purchasing. Uh, that uh, that I ended up buying from seeing the Facebook ad, but it came up because I was originally hit with the Google ad word that I went to. Does that make sense? Like to see it yep, all. Absolutely, working out.
1: I, I definitely recommend um, using multiple platforms and retargeting always has to be part of your strategy, no matter what um, paid traffic platform you're using, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Google ads, you've got to retarget those people um, because.
0: We have, so let's pause there and explain that because, Um, I I think I know what you mean, but I want to get really clear. When you say retargeting, what exactly is retargeting? How do we do that? Right.
1: So you're going to install a code or a pixel on your website. So um, if you're retargeting people on Facebook, you need to have a Facebook pixel installed. If you're retargeting people through Google, you need to have um, Google Analytics or Google Tag Manager installed. So basically what those codes do is they track the people who have visited your site. Um, it tags them.
0: And let's use my example of the fanny pack. I think that's a good visual. I think people can visualize me wearing the fanny pack, searching for a fanny pack. I think it's pretty memorable. So we can even expand upon this explanation within that yeah, context. For sure. that help?
1: So when you went to that website and you visited that specific product, there are codes on that site that's tracking, you know, What you're looking at, what pages you visited, what products you visited. And then through Facebook or through Google, they can serve you a very product specific ad. They can show you an image of that same thing that you were just looking at and, you know, give you some kind of incentive to come back. Um, Whether it's just a reminder like, hey, finish your purchase, you forgot to check out. Or, you know, some people even give a further incentive like, like a discount or a freebie or something. But you know, basically for whatever reason, like you said, you had a credit card issue, but you know, some people just bookmark a page and want to come back later. Some people want to wait till they get paid on Friday. Some people want to research other options. But you know, basically people don't usually whip out their credit card and buy something the moment they see it. They need to take some time to consider. So when you retarget them, whether it's through Google or Facebook, you're giving them a reason to come back. You're reminding them of what they left behind. And when you stay top of mind like that, basically people, you know, they think about you and they consider you. And when they're ready, they're going to come back and buy from you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And I was, and now I'm wearing a fanny pack. This is awesome. I love this. This is, this is, I'm curious, maybe I should title the episode, so, something along these lines, like how to use search engine marketing to sell more <laughs> fanny packs. We'll see if it makes it into the, title of the show. This is so cool. So then, um, I'm kind of curious when we're talking about retargeting and that kind of stuff, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of metrics that are involved with this, From like a a cost standpoint, like a cost, you know, I know there's a number of ways to kind of analyze cost, cost per click and conversion and 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 you know more about that. Um, Is retargeting more cost effective? Is it generally more affordable to do?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely if you're a small business, you're not going to have huge amounts of website traffic. Definitely if you're an international e-commerce business, you're going to be spending a lot more. On remarketing, but you know, uh, a local business, you really only need to pay to retarget the people who have visited your website. So, if you're only getting a thousand visitors per month, you will need enough budget to reach those thousand people. So, you can get by with, you know, in some cases, two dollars a day. You're fine.
0: Yeah. Listen, so can we expand on the specifics of how to actually do this? I want to, I want to use this time. Well, I want to, I don't know anything about how to actually structure even the most basic Google ad campaign. Um, How do I identify like what keywords to choose? Uh, How, like, how do I know what my audience is, is searching for this? I, again, I just know nothing here, Deidre. Can you walk us through? some of yeah, the Yeah, for sure.
1: Um I mean obviously first thing you need to do is create a Google Ads account, but that's easy, you just uh google it and it'll come up. Um, but really what you need to do is think about what it is that you offer. So, you know, let's say you're a wedding photographer. Um you're probably offering few different services. I bet you do wedding photography and engagement photography. So think about which one of those things you want to promote. So let's say it's wedding photography. You want to think about the very specific services that people are going to be looking for if they need a wedding photographer. And Google actually has tools that can help you out with this. Um, They have something called the the Keyword Planner. So you can go in there and type in wedding photographer in New York City. And it'll give you a whole list of all the things that people are searching for. It'll show you the search volume, meaning how popular is that search, how many people are using those words. Um, It'll give you the competition level, so how many other advertisers are bidding on that same keyword and it'll give you alternatives so you know here are some other similar things that people are searching for so basically you want to take you know maybe 10 keywords or key phrases um so when i say keyword it doesn't have to be a single word it can be a sentence um so you take those
0: for example yeah
1: so for example you know you're not just going to bid on the word photographer, you could say wedding photographer in New York City, or wedding photographer who specializes in uh, South Asian weddings, for example. And, and you can, you know, go as specific with this as you want. If, if you are a wedding photographer who only does um, Indian and South Asian weddings, then you can get really specific with that to make sure you're reaching the people who are searching for that.
0: Are there any? Is there any good advice in regards to as we're looking at doing some keyword research? And let's say we type in a phrase. So myself, right? So I'm a Columbus wedding photographer, right? So that maybe that's the phrase I would use. And as I search that in in this um, ad word planner, I forget what you exactly called it. It was was a Google uh, I think ad it's word called planner?
1: keyword planner, but you can find it. Yeah, you can find it within keyword your planner. Google okay, Ads good.
0: account. Awesome. So as I'm searching that, and I see that. Uh, I see like a number of, you know, monthly searches, the amount of people who are actually searching this phrase. And then I would see some sort of rating for how competitive yeah, so it is. So that how said? many
1: other advertisers are bidding on the same thing.
0: Gotcha. are there good metrics that we should be trying to aim for? I guess is my question. Because otherwise, like to me, who knows nothing, I look at those numbers. And I'm like, a thousand people are searching this a month, and it says it's highly competitive. Is that good? Is that bad? What are we looking?
1: Honestly, for? you just want to focus on the keywords that are as closely related to what you offer as possible. Um, if you're in a a smaller city, I wouldn't worry too much about search volume. I mean, as long as there's some searches per month, you're fine. And you are going to choose a couple of phrases, of course. Um, But I wouldn't worry too much about how competitive it is. Because, you know, if if that's what you offer, and that's what somebody's searching for, that's what you want to go after. But What I will say, a really good tip is don't go too broad in terms of what people are looking for. Focus on something that shows you that this person actually has intent to book a photographer. So, for example, if somebody is looking up... um, wedding photographer prices, then that means they are in the market to book and they're comparing costs. Whereas somebody is just searching for wedding photographers broadly, um, you know, they could just be looking up, uh, you know, their, their competition. Maybe they're a photographer too, and they want to check out your portfolio. Or, you know, maybe they just want to look up pretty pictures. So if you can Try to narrow down those keywords that actually show that someone has the intent to book a photographer for their wedding. That's where you're gonna get the best results.
0: Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, So you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, You're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right? Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. E- file expenses even quicker. Uh, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. Like, as your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using Freshbooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com. Forward slash photography and then enter six figure photography in the section where asked how did you hear about fresh books, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks how did you hear about fresh books, enter six figure photography. You're gonna get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out fresh books. All right, let's get back to the show. As someone who, you know, let's go with a small business, you know, service-based business, it's a solopreneur. Um You know, under half million in revenue a year. I know some photographers are like listening to this, being like, under (laughs) half million, it's under, you know, it's under thirty thousand. What's this go with this? Under half million, you know. So, um, are is there um, are there certain. I guess numbers that we should be looking for in regards to like expectation to, to spend or or maybe ballparks. Does it make sense? Like, I I feel like maybe on Google, if you get a lead, a contact form for like under $2, that's i I'm sorry on Facebook, I think like under $2 getting a lead in your inbox is that's pretty good. You know, like, is there any sort of metric that you've come to discover that we should be looking for within our space? Um,
1: I really think it depends on what city you're in and how competitive that city is because, I mean, the more the more people being entered into the auction to show up for that keyword, um, the more expensive it could potentially get. Um, so maybe instead of thinking about how much you're going to pay per click, look at the interaction rate because, you know, on Facebook, like a good click-through rate on your ad, like clicking on the link to go through to your website is going to be maybe like 1%. But on Google, your your click-through rate is going to be much higher. You could be looking at like 7%, as high as 10% because those people want what you have. So I would look at rather than how much am I going to spend per click, it's what's my conversion rate on my website and where are my conversions coming from?
0: Got it. This makes a ton of sense. This really ties in with making sure you've got an optimized website then to actually convert the people, like the cold traffic. That, well, I guess they're not cold traffic. They're warm traffic. They're looking for something. Well, they are it's cold because they, they don't it, know right? who
1: you are, but they're, they're higher quality traffic because they're in the market for what you offer. I mean, like I'll give you a quick example. Um, of a campaign I run this, this wasn't for a photographer, but, um, basically this client wanted to test budget between Google ads and Facebook. And this guy was wholeheartedly in favor of Facebook. He believed 100% that, you know, Facebook is where all the cool people hanging out. So that's where he wanted to spend his money, but I convinced him, okay, let's test and put equal budgets into Google ads and Facebook. So Facebook drove a lot of traffic. It was their number one source of traffic. And basically they 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 definitely got leads from Facebook, but Google Ads, even though you know they saw half as much traffic, they saw three times as many leads from Google Ads.
0: Hmm. I get that. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like you got to test it. Can I ask a question? And this is like for me, this is maybe the elephant in the room. You know, I've I follow Gary V a lot. Um, yeah, do, I'm definitely you, you familiar with his work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess I've I've what I make up is that like the day of Google AdWords has kind of passed us by. Like at this point now, it's overpriced attention. Versus maybe a platform um, that is newer. You know, we could go with Instagram or Facebook. It, uh, you, we could even go all the way up to something like TikTok. You're right; that's like completely underpriced attention. Um, but but is that what am I making up about that? Right? Like, is that is that false? I just you know I know that in in the early days, like you know, price price points were yeah. so much cheaper than they are now. Um. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Like, I feel like it's saturated. Let me throw, let me just, I'll finish my thought here. The big brands that you brought up at the beginning of this, the Microsofts, the Audis, um, the Porsches, I feel like the big brands have um, brought the overall bidding budget up so high for Google ads that um, that's why they're maybe I have this stigma in my mind. What am I mis- I where, where am I? I actually find
1: enacted? that Facebook is getting way more expensive than Google. It used to be the other way around. So years yep. ago, when I started okay, advertising yep. for my family's dance studio, um, you know, I I loved driving traffic with Facebook ads because I was getting traffic for like twenty five cents a click. But Facebook is running out of inventory. Like they can only serve ads where there's space for them. And especially with, you know, the the big privacy scandal that happened and the changes that they're making to the newsfeed, they're showing fewer ads these days in the newsfeed and they're trying to prioritize posts from people's friends and family, because they want this to be a feel good platform. They want to encourage people to connect with other people, not to just, you know, look at fake news and ads. So because of that, they're running out of inventory. And that's why they're buying up platforms like WhatsApp. And that's why, you know, they bought up Instagram. Um, With Google, you're not Trying to target everybody, so uh, again, maybe we step back to how the two platforms work. On Facebook, you're looking at people based on their their age, their interests, um, their their connections, the, maybe their relationship status. If you want to target people who are recently engaged, and then you're serving them a visual ad to look at in their newsfeed or you know uh, on Instagram. Whereas with Google you're entered into an auction and you're only bidding against other people in your area who are bidding on that same keyword. So you're not forcing ads out at them to show up all over the place. That ad is only being served in the search results while they're looking. So because of all these changes that are happening, you know, inventory drying up on Facebook, costs are going up there. And you know what? I am seeing my clients get cheaper clicks on Google now. You know, for the dance studio, I'm getting clicks at like 75 cents each for for our local business. On Facebook, it's like, you know, $2.50 because I'm competing with the big brands, but also with people's status updates and with the pictures they share of their family, and I only have limited inventory to show those ads. So, it's better for us to move that over to the search for the people who are actually searching for dance lessons for their children.
0: I get it. So you're saying that the pendulum is swinging back. I don't want to
1: pit one platform against each other because I think they're both fantastic platforms. And I think it's awesome to use them uh, together. I think it's, it's great to be using both Facebook and Google ads. Um, They just work differently. That's all.
0: It's awesome. That's so cool. All right. So for the person who's listening to this, that, that, they're like interested. They're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test this out. I'm gonna try some things. Let's get very practical here. And I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but very practically, um, they've got to go home. They've got to create a Google Ads account. And uh, like, can you give like a, a a brief kind of step by step? Is there a resource? Like, how how can we actually get more educated? I feel like right now we've peaked interest. How can we actually um, move forward?
1: Right. So basically, it, it's really not that hard to set up a Google ads campaign. Um, another thing too, that you can lo- look up is if you are new to Google ads, um, they typically offer uh, like a $100 ad credit for new users. So you can definitely try and take advantage of that to, to test out some ads um, basically for free using that ad credit. Um, so um i think you'll have to look that up because it's only for new users and they don't have a specific landing page where you have to go but if you have a google my business account you've probably received emails from them saying like try try 100 bucks on us or something like that but you you can google it i'm sure just you know free google ads credit um, yeah. And then you're going to do your keyword research. So what is it that people are searching for? And then when you narrow down, you know, let's say your top 10 keywords, all of these keywords should be closely related. And you're going to put them in a container that's called an ad group. So your ad group is what pairs those keywords with the ad you're going to write. So you want to make sure when you're writing your text ad that you're getting very specific about what that person is looking for. So you're not just going to write something generic like, hey, I'm the best wedding photographer in town. I'm five stars. Look how great I am. Or I've been doing this for 10 years. Because people don't really care how great you are. What they care about is whether or not you can serve them. Can you give them what they want? So you need to make sure when you're writing your ad that you're speaking to what that person needs and what that person wants. And, you know, make sure you're using those keywords in your ad copy and then linking that ad to a relevant page on your website. So you don't want to just send people to your homepage. If you're, you know, running an ad for engagement photo shoots, you want to make sure that that ad links to your engagement services page.
0: Makes sense. I totally get that. Is there a way that you would recommend? Um, I mean, is, with with Google Ads, essentially, it's just, its sole purpose. And correct me again if I'm wrong. Sole purpose is to drive traffic to the website where they'll fill out the f- content form on the website. Are there other types of ads, you know, where they could actually be filling out a little form right there before going to your website or collecting information, or is it just really driving um, traffic? They do and awareness? Have-
1: uh, what they call extensions. So you can use what's called like a message extension and have people, you know, text you their questions right from the ad. They also have something called call ads where instead of tapping the ad and going to your website, it prompts a phone call right to your business. But when we're talking about service-based businesses, if you're offering a service to clients in a very specific local area, um, I think it's best to focus on driving traffic to your website. Because like I said, people don't just whip out their credit card and buy after they see an ad. They're going to take their time to check you out. So they're going to browse through your website. They're going to look at the services you offer. They're going to look at your portfolio. Then they're probably going to creep you on Facebook and Instagram. They're going to look for reviews. And then they're probably going to bookmark your site and come back later if they think you're cool.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Is um And I keep asking these questions because I'm trying to get just a little – I feel like there's so much um, – Hmm. I think there's so many questions actually out there in regards to this stuff that it feels a little daunting, especially when it comes to like a small business's hard earned cash. Right. And so that's, I was curious about like, you know, what, what, which we anticipate that we are, what are the goals that we're trying to get a, cost per click, you know, down to, or that kind of stuff. Let me, let me maybe try one more time. Is there, is there an aim that we're trying to hit in regards to, I don't know, like a good ad spend. I don't know even how they would do it. Deirdre, is it, is it a day? Is it, is it a week? You know, like if we were to try to set ourselves a budget and again, just understanding, let let me even give you the context. Let's kind of role play this out for a second. Deirdre, let's say that we are, um, we're a wedding photographer. Right. And, uh, right now we are getting started and we don't have a ton of money. Right. And we kind of got like, uh, maybe it's, um, maybe it's a total of, you know, like a hundred bucks, you know, this month to, to, to mess with. Okay. To like try to get something to work, to get some income generated into the business, to get some leads into the business. Right. Um, we're in the early stages. We are not a well oiled machine. Maybe we're not even full time. We're trying to get to the point that we can quit our day job in order to go full time. And this whole process of generating leads has Mm -hmm. just like been a pain in our side. Okay. So we got a hundred bucks this month. Right. That's kind of where we're at. We're thinking that if we can get an actual client in, you know, our price point's about, let's say, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars is where we're at. We're early, we're new, we're gonna be right around there. Okay. Is that enough information for you to to be able to give us an idea of like what maybe um, an ad In all could-
1: honesty, you're probably not gonna get a whole lot out of just a hundred bucks. Um, you know, typically if you're gonna start. With Google Ads, I recommend um, put in at least $10 a day. So it's a, it is a daily budget and that averages out over 30 days. Uh, so put in $10 a day for 30 days. So 300 bucks.
0: Yeah. And do you have to do, I mean, is 30 days recommended to, to see results? Or I see a lot of people doing like kind of 10 day, campaigns on Facebook and, and testing stuff before extending it out longer? Is it safe? Is that also good to do like a 10-day kind of block on AdWords before yeah, committing I mean, the other of 20 days?
1: That's one of the things that is great about Google Ads is you can turn it on and off whenever you want. You have control over that. So if you want to start out with 10 days, um, you know, by all means, start out with 10 days. Um, but you know, like any other ad platform, it does take time to figure out what works for you. So I don't want to give people false hope and say that as soon as you turn on an ad for $10 a day, you're going to land a client in 10 days. I mean, that could happen for sure, but it also takes time to really figure out what people are searching for. So you know those keywords that you're bidding on those key phrases they're they're guidelines for google so it's not 100% exactly what people are searching for it's a guideline so what you can do when your campaign starts running in your dashboard you can actually look at the search terms that have triggered your ad so the actual phrases that people are typing into google that you know triggered your ad and they saw it and clicked on it, because what's going to happen is in there you're going to find some things that inevitably don't line up with your business or don't make sense. So what you do then is add it as a negative keyword. So you tell Google I don't want my ad to show up if you know this word ha- uh, comes up in the search, and. Basically, what that does is helps you weed out the people who aren't going to become customers. You know, for example, if somebody is looking for a really cheap wedding photographer, you could put cheap as a negative keyword. You know, you don't want to go after the people who don't want to spend money. You want to go after the people who know that to get a great wedding photographer, you got to pay.
0: You can finesse then. You can finesse like yeah, uh, and keep that's the thing. You're going to see over time
1: headset. which are the keywords that have a lot of traffic, which are the keywords that are converting really well. Um, you know, what are the weird things showing up in my search terms that I don't want to show up for, and add those as negative keywords. You can also decide, um, you know, hey, I see that uh, I get a lot more traffic from men over women, which might surprise you. Uh, and and you can decide that you want to only target men with those keywords if you want. So like any other advertising platform, it does take a little bit of time to figure out what's going to work best for your business. Um, and that's why I do typically recommend running it and tweaking it for 30 days, but I don't want to scare people off from trying it. So if you know, all you've got is 10 bucks a day for, for 10 days, uh, I think it's worth trying. It's great. Is there a, and I'm sure,
0: again, the, the answer is always it depends, but I'm curious if there is a ratio that you aim for between running AdWords and, you know, Facebook ads, even again, staying within that space of uh, let's even go with, you know, your, uh, the, the family owned dance studio. Um, is there a ratio that you look for once you're like kind of ratio in to, terms of say, ad spend speed for each platform? Exactly. Is it? Yeah. Is it like half? You know, half your ad spend is on AdWords. Half your ad spend is. Um, on, I prefer you know, Facebook
1: to do something like two thirds towards Google Ads and one third towards Facebook. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. love like This is really helpful. I just I know nothing, Deidre. <laughs> this is so good. Listen, you've got some resources for the listeners. Can you tell us a little bit yeah, more? Yeah. So about for what those for people, people out
1: there who. Just wants some more information. You're you're not really sure if Google Ads is gonna work for your business I do offer a free Google Ads cheat sheet um, basically in that cheat sheet I'm gonna go over the benefits of Google ads how it differs from Facebook and share some of my best tips for starting your campaign profitably um, so that's free you can check it out on my website and for those people who are ready to dive in and start learning how to set up a profitable campaign I offer a one-hour Workshop and it's only twenty seven bucks.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I need to probably get that if I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to keep testing this stuff. You know, I'm in the firm uh, uh, camp. I'm in the firm camp. Firm belief camp. Hmm. <laughs> I firmly believe that I'm in the camp. You know what I'm trying to say, Deidre. <laughs> But you got to test it. You know, it's like, you got to test it for your business. You got to test it for your clients. You got to test it for your offer uh, to really see what makes sense. There's there's a certain amount that we can observe on the sidelines to kind of decide whether or not we're going to jump into the game. But at a certain point, you got to jump in the game. Deidre, thank you for being here today, encouraging us to test this, to jump in the game and to see uh, if there's an opportunity for our business on the other end podcast listeners. <laughs> Listen, I, I I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical when I came in. Uh, it's something that I need to do more testing with. You know, it's, I, I think Gary V has another great advice is if you see people criticizing something, it's because they haven't actually put in the work. And, and that's actually where I came in at this episode. And so I want to do diligence here and check out what SEM can do for me and my business. And I hope, I hope that she planted the seed and you guys will do the same. There's some great, resources available. So thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you guys before you tune off, hold on, don't shut off the podcast. Don't just wait, stay with me for a second. (laughs) I want to invite you guys to come and continue this conversation, but to actually have a conversation over at my mastermind group. There is a private Facebook mastermind group that is free for y'all to come and check it out. And I'm in there all the time. And if you ask questions, I'm going to answer. And I do a ton of live videos in there as well. And so I just want to encourage that right now. It's a one way, you know, street. It's like, you just get to hear me in the mastermind group that I have. Again, it's free. It's, we get to actually dialogue and and you can ask things and I can respond back and you get to be part of the entire six figure photography community. You can get access to that at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. I'll get it in the show notes, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. You guys, uh, you'll hear me in the next episode of the SFB podcast. Otherwise, I'll see you in the mastermind group. Bye everybody.